Hello, and welcome to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Are we still doing the thing where we can't say welcome? Yes. Yes. Until when? Because it's re- until we change the beginning. Oh. Oh, yeah. It will, okay. It will be re- eternally redundant. So, yeah, now okay. I have to come up with new and creative ways. What? Uh, no, I was about to say it. I was about to say it. Yeah, it's a curse. Yeah, it is. It's hard not to. We feel like we can't start unless we I say think it. it's because it's the right word <laughs> to say. <laughs> We're just dancing around it the is, correct like, way to like, do this. It is, it is the most straightforward way to say it. <laughs> Salutations. We're glad you found your way to our podcast again. Uh, this is What the Folklore. Well, I am Carmen. I am the storyteller of this week. I'm Gordy. I'm story listener Alpha. And I'm Tyler, and I'm story listener Gamma. <laughs> the others called uh, out. <laughs> beta. Oh. Oh, Beta died. Well, that's one way to call out. Call out okay. permanently. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just didn't know if you knew. I mean, I had heard rumblings, but. I got the email. The fish accident. Yeah. Yeah. It's tragic, but who didn't expect him to go that way? Finally learned what fear was. <laughs> In his final moments. <laughs> He was fulfilled. There will be a service. His the... final moments, he looked up to that barrel of fish being overturned onto him, and he said, not like this. And those were his last words. As he, um, the ceremony will be held at the Animal Corpse Pond. If you don't know what we're talking about, you should go listen to the earlier episodes. And then you will. <laughs> Confucian fish wisdom, to be specific, in this case. Anyhow, what do we do on this podcast? Well, this week I've been recommended a story. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> You know how to choose a fairy tale, so we're in for a treat. Uh, but I will be telling this story, which Gordy and Tyler have not heard, so all of their reactions are 100% genuine. I mean, I've heard it in my life, but it has been a long time, and I recall almost nothing from it. So I it will never be as genuine. It. Or I, heard of it, in fact. I had never heard or heard of um, it before this. I had Our, a like kid's collection of Grimm's, and there was a version of it included. This is a weird thing to put in a kid's collection of Grimm's. Great. So this is a, as many fairy tales are, a very convoluted and strange one with awkward, confusing moments in it. So we will experience the joy of those moments and then attempt to make sense of the fairy tale as a whole. Gordy and I are both writers and Tyler is an animator, so we, we're all very familiar with storytelling experience. Storytelling and structure. Structure, yeah. yeah. We attempt to use what knowledge we have to make sense of a very plot hole. And try to figure filled. out why it was written, why it is still told, why what to it care could, about it what, anymore. What it could be saying. Yeah, yeah. what it can teach we you. We try to fix the plot holes. What Sometimes we add a lot more. <laughs> um, more often than not, we cast it in a major motion picture. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Well, Again, yeah. like standard pitch to any studio executives who are listening got piles of these things oh, by yeah. now. You could make, if you, okay, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is making boatloads of money. If you want your own if you universe, want the that's, cinematic yeah, universe. it's going to be kind of like that, but less connected and less good. And everyone <laughs> all, is... All around. Everyone's sick to death of Cinderella retellings. Right. That is a dead horse that they are still beating in Hollywood. Absolutely. No one has done a movie version of Hans My Hedgehog, which is the story we're reading today. But after tonight, maybe they will. Depends how well we pitch it. Yeah. (laughs) Each episode is a movie pitch. (laughs) Disregard what you heard earlier. That's really what (laughs) we're doing. That's that's our elevator pitch. We take a fairy tale and we turn it into a movie. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever is a very important part. (laughs) You want to buy it? (laughs) All right. Uh, this is Arn Thompson 441, for those of you keeping track in the imaginary trading card game that we will work on eventually. Uh, this I found two titles for Arn Thompson 441. One of them is In Enchanted Skin, and the okay. other one Ooh. is Hog Bridegrooms, and it is described 
in which a beautiful maiden is forced to marry a hog or hedgehog. And there are at least six stories of that particular type. I think those are both entirely acceptable meatloaf album titles. (laughs) (laughs) Give him a call. That was the plot of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Was it? I believe. A woman was forced to marry a hedgehog? Yeah. Is that actually what it was? Kind of. I don't remember that one. So that's AT441 in video game form. I'm going to start spreading that around the internet. (laughs) Hey, guys. Guys, remember that Sonic game? Remember that Sonic game where he kissed a human woman? Uh Oh. It's Arn Thompson. All over it. Not not even bestiality. Nope. That's folklorism. Yeah. It's totally cool. So thank you again, Dave, because this was a delight to read. You guys ready? It's about to be a delight to listen. Yeah. It's we'll see about, what happens. It's about to be a delight to listen. <laughs> was, that, was that me? It's about to be a delight to listen. What What are you doing? It's about to be a delight to no, listen. Stop. <laughs> Did you break? What happened? It's about to be a delight to listen. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's listen then. Sleep. Hey. peasant with money and land and he was very happy because that's pretty rich for a peasant does he just make a checklist every night i have land and i have money good night (laughs) (laughs) he keeps it by his bed yes his land and his money i guess he does (laughs) the the check the checklist that reminds him that he is rich as peasants go but he really wanted a child and that was the only thing keeping him from happiness and when he went to the city with the other peasants, because peasants stay out. Um, according to my AP European history teacher, they played Capture the Flag when they got off of work. Did they have Xboxes back then? See what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to respond to it. <laughs> so the peasants went to the city together, and the other ones would mock him for his childless ways. Does he have a wife? <laughs> he does. That's real rough. But but she hasn't birthed him a baby, so she oh. might as well just be furniture. <laughs> Wife are wife are wife are furniture <laughs> until baby made. Then you can file for there's, there's that Confucian wisdom again. Then you can file for a like a social security number and everything else for her. Yep. That's how it works. So he gets angry after all of this mockery and goes home and declares, I will have a child, even if it is a hedgehog. This is like a worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. Did a genie hear him? <laughs> Apparently, because the, the, his wife has a baby then, and it's or a little prickly. <laughs> right then? I'm not sure. It's not clear on the timeline. I'm going to imagine that she immediately had a baby. <laughs> like, that was all it took. Um, and the baby is hedgehog on the top half and boy on the bottom half. Oh. So this is like a reverse hedgehog centaur? Ew. <laughs> 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 that is... Immensely upsetting animals. <laughs> That's kind of the, their reaction to this child, too. What? Okay, where exactly is the cutoff? Human legs slash butt running around, and then That's what it's it sounds just like, and then it's just like spiny with the little tiny arms and stuff. <laughs> and and the, the kind of the round Muzzle. form. So yeah. it's, it's this round ovalish shaped creature with tiny arms and a snout and quills and then it's just running around on skinny human legs congratulations ma'am you had a bouncing baby abomination you (laughs) made a monster so she blames her husband for wishing this upon him for being half hedgehog he has hedgehog hpv is that what you're saying i guess so and they they discuss it and he says i it cannot be helped No, that's true. The boy must be baptized, but we cannot ask anyone to be his godfather. Can anyone know? Cannot or will not. They say cannot. Can anyone know? Mm. Like, does this solve his problem? Because he has a baby, (laughs) but I feel like he has a whole box of other problems on his hands now. Right. Even if the baby was full hedgehog, how would that solve his issues with his other peasants? I think it would be hard to prove if it was full hedgehog. I had a baby. (laughs) You just went to a store and bought a hedgehog. (laughs) <laughs> he put a diaper on it. <laughs> and then he invented DeviantArt. <laughs> and in, in response to this, the wife says, and the only name we can give him is Hans my Hedgehog. Of all the names in the world, that's the only one we can give him. I mean, yep. are there any other names that really start with H? Henry, Hubert, There's a lot. Howard. But they're not alphabetical. Harrison. You're, you're saying that you want him to be named Hardfark. Hardfark. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I didn't know it until this moment 
But I very much want it to be named Aardvark. Well, when you have an abomination. <laughs> I don't want an abomination. I want a human baby. Well, when you have an abomination, you can name him Aardvark. Or when you have a human baby, you can name that one Aardvark. <laughs> and upset him for I life. Will, I will keep that name on file. I think that works for a human child. <laughs> You'll turn him into an abomination. That is a pretty sweet name, actually. <laughs> Hardvark? Yeah. It. yeah. It's a very, like, noble, regal-sounding name, almost. What is... Is it? What do you yeah. mean? Oh. Lord Hardvark. Okay. Give him, okay. the, like, so, the perfect so chance to... So this child goes through middle school as Lord Hardvark, <laughs> and somehow he doesn't become a serial killer? Lord Hardvark the Terrible. Because I'm pretty sure well, naming your child Hardvark will turn I him think, into an abomination I think we should sort. not Im- impose roles on this child just yet. That's true. He was just born. He, let him let him be, earn his titles. He could be Duke Hardvark or Janitor Hardvark or Doctor Hardvark. I think he can be whatever his his heart tells him he can be. Horsemaster Hardvark could be Duchess Hardvark. If we don't know true. how they're gonna grow up, that's true. So, oh, I'm sorry, future <laughs> wife, whoever you are, I'm really sorry. Yeah, I feel kind of kind of set on Hardvark now. <laughs> Best I had before that was Xanathor, but I'm like, give me I'm, a middle name. Ooh, Hardvart Xanathor Murphy. It's a powerful name. It is. That's yeah. a name that she see that on a resume, and you hire this person because this, this is a man that people will follow, or a woman that people will follow. Hardvart, <laughs> Hardvart is gender neutral. I think. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> the resume just says their name. And then under education, it just says their name again. <laughs> and then skills, it's just their name again. <laughs> it's just That's C, all you need to know. C top. Yeah. Speaking of gender neutral. It's just the quote marks. So they baptize the hedge baby. And the pastor points out that his quills make it so he can't have an ordinary bed. I'm not sure why it's the pastor's job to point this out to them. Uh, their solution to the quill thing is to pile up some straw by the stove, and that's where baby Hans my hedgehog sleeps. Sounds comfy. Uh, also, he can't drink from his mom because of the quills, but no solution's really Does, given for that you mean one. mean he can't breastfeed? Yeah, but that, that's how they... He doesn't have quills on the front. He has a snout. Yeah, that that's, would make it easier, I would think. This I is, don't know. This is the to problem. To keep him at an arm's length. To hold him? Just hold his legs. Like upside down? <laughs> or, yeah, sure. Just up. You could do that. Oh, you or know. Just like, I was, have you ever seen a baby getting breastfed? Just hold him like a camera. You can't, can't move his little hedgehog. I head was yet. picturing. I know this is wrong and not how children work, but I was picturing that this that Hans came out like 15 years old for some reason. I pictured him as a toddler, but still as older than a baby would be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It's weird that we both went there. I just assumed that he was basically grown. No, this is a newborn monstrosity who needs breastfeeding but can't get it because well, upside down then bottle. They don't funnel propose a solution for for this. I don't know if they just didn't feed him because they set him they set him in the in the straw by the stove and he just lay there for 8 years. And his father grew tired of him and thought if only he would die, but he did not die. It took 8 years to get he tired just, of him being wow. He just lay there in the straw and didn't move or do anything. I guess so. That's what it says. I don't know. That's a really lazy time skip author. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. Anyway, nothing happened for eight years, but then I want to tell more of this story, so let's pick up there. So he just, he just sat in the straw or whatever. So we were kind of right. Yeah. Like, it was born as an infant. It might as well have been eight yeah. years old when it was born. Yeah, it might <laughs> as well have been born eight. For all this storyteller cares. <laughs> well, sometime after this, there's a, a fair in the city, and the peasant wanted to go, and he asks... It's topsy-turvy day? Yes. He asks the household what they want him to bring back from the fair. The wife wants meat and bread and stuff for the house. The servant wants slippers and fancy stockings. Oh. <laughs> so oh. They treat their servant well. Or, so. or she's his mistress and can mm. ask these things of him. Maybe both. And Hans, my hedgehog, wants bagpipes. You have a kindred spirit. As I think is natural for an eight-year-old hedgehog slash man. So the wife asks for stuff, and the maid asks for stuff, and then from the corner of the room, they just hear, Bagpipes! Which is the first thing he's said in eight years, perhaps ever. Perhaps ever. Those are, that is his first word, is bagpipes. Bring me bagpipes. Like sloth. 
Well, the, the peasant comes home with all the stuff and divvies it out, and he goes behind the stove and gives Hans my hedgehog the bagpipes. Uh, and when it's he gets... nice of him to apply, <laughs> to yeah. apply despite As... wanting his son dead. His, maybe he his thinks neglected stoveside. Maybe he thinks one. the bagpipes will crush him to death, or he'll get infected from them. <laughs> yeah. When Hans my hedgehog gets the bad bagpipes, he asks his father to go to the blacksmith and shod his cock rooster. And then promises to ride away on it and never come back. His. Yeah, he owns. Whose? I guess Hans. Hans? Yeah, he okay. owns a cock rooster. <laughs> I was gonna say, when from when did his, he acquire this? From somewhere his, in the eight years where he was his laying. His dad straw. brings him the bagpipes and he just rolls over holding a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this for eight years. It is my son. Please go shot it like a horse because they totally need that. Really, it's it's. A, Chocobo, I guess. <laughs> Definitely that. This sounds like the best movie. If we're going to pitch one of these <laughs> as a movie, I think this one has the best chance. I'm going to start turning the gears on casting yeah. options. Uh, his father is very thrilled about this promise that his son he wishes was dead would just leave. And so he goes to the blacksmith and asks... Uh, oh, I hope he be- becomes a highwayman. Hans the highwayman? That's my Hans, Hans the hedgehog my... highwayman. <laughs> the highway hedgehogman. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. So he, Hans my hedgehog rides off on the newly shot rooster, and he takes a bunch of donkeys and pigs with him to tend in the forest. Where does he get them? <laughs> the same place he got the rooster. <laughs> Which he, just, he, he, just he rolls leaves. back over and sticks his hands in the wall. <laughs> yeah, he just leaves the stove, and then from behind the stove comes a clown car's <laughs> worth of like, donkeys and pigs. Hans's ark. Once they're in the forest, uh, the rooster and Hans my hedgehog fly into a tree and from that vantage point watch over the donkeys and the pigs and play bagpipes while the herd grows large by boning a lot. This is a great movie. <laughs> I can't imagine why no one's made a movie of this yet. <laughs> in, it's not really a scene, it's just a short little thing. In Braveheart, after the, the funeral, where there's like the lone bagpipe player on the hill. Like you you want to put a hedgehog there? Yeah. What if, it, what if it was the same, but half hedgehog? What if the movie was the same, but for one split moment, there's a fever dream of a half man hog? <laughs> the hedge man. The hedge man. That they never talk about again. Yeah. I would like to see that cut into a lot of movies, I think. <laughs> the same shot. It's like a... Hitchcock cameo. Yeah. yeah, that could be your uh, your calling card as a film director. <laughs> Just every film you make has a hedgeman. Hans is still eight. I, yeah, and is small enough to ride a rooster. Yes, and is learning a lot about sex right now. <laughs> I guess. Yes, and this is going to get weird. If you keep in, oh, just keep in mind that he is eight years old. Hasn't gotten weird yet. Nope. Okay. Keep in mind this whole story that he is presumably still eight years old. They Will have do. not advanced the timeline. One day, a king gets lost in the forest, and he hears the music and sends a servant to go see what that's about. And the servant comes back and he's like, it's really weird. It looks like a rooster playing <laughs> music? I don't know. Uh, and the king sends him back to ask the weird creature hanging out in a tree why he's playing music and if he can help find them. And Hans, my hedgehog, flies his rooster down to the king. And tells him he can show the king the way back to his kingdom. The king can promise in writing to give him the first thing that greeted him at the royal court upon his arrival. The first what? Thing that greets first him. Thing? First thing. Not person. Yeah. First thing that greets him. That's a weird... Pretty sure it's thing. I can look at the original. No, I just mean that request. Yes. Is... Also, how does he know where this kingdom is? He's only been in a village and a tree. Maybe he has been exploring. Maybe he passed it on the way to the forest. Oh, there's a kingdom. I'll keep that in my personal map. Yeah. So he knows, presumably, of one kingdom and assumes that that's the one this king is from. Right. And wants something from it. So he, he has specifically asked for the promise to be in writing. And the king thinks, sure, Hans my hedgehog, because the king inexplicably knows his name, can't understand writing. Because the king knows this also. <laughs> so I can put whatever I want down there. I mean, everybody knows that. To be fair, his parents did say, this is the only name we can name him. So everyone must know that. <laughs> no. 
that is like, him, that, like is, that has to be Hans my headshot because no other name applies. It is like a weird, deep internal knowledge in the human race <laughs> that when we it hasn't triggered in us because we haven't seen a half man, half hedgehog. But if but we when did, we do, somewhere next to fight or flight, exactly, and it the, just kicks in, and the urge to mate is yeah. <laughs> an inexplicable knowledge that a half hedgehog, half man is named Hans my headshot. You go a couple clicks past those. <laughs> And you'll find Hans the Deep-seated human instinct. I I think it's fair to at least question whether whether Hans could read and write because the hedgehog <clears throat> part is on the top. Yeah, I was going to say the top half, <laughs> the reading and writing half <laughs> is the is the hedgehog half as well. He, but he says this with such assuredness. The king knows. I think that Hans got really kind of shafted here because if it was the other way around he would have opposable thumbs he could read and write and he'd be super fast because he'd have the hedgehog legs <laughs> with the absolute knowledge that hans my hedgehog cannot understand writing the king makes a dud contract and signs it and hans my hedgehog just say poop over and over <laughs> The king's clever idea is I'll make the contract say the opposite of what Hans my Hedgehog wants. Why go to that effort? He's just, not the super clever just king. Just put Lauren Ipsum on it. <laughs> does it say that that's what he does? Yeah, it's, it oh. says, he, he writes down the opposite of what Hans my Hedgehog okay. does. Which I'm assuming is Hans okay. the Hedgehog does not get. Hans my Hedgehog shows him the way home. Uh, the king's daughter runs out to meet him. And so she's the first thing that greets him. Oh, so whoever greets, greets the king. king. Nice. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. I thought, like, the first thing that would <laughs> give him the time of day he wanted to <laughs> enslave. <laughs> the king. Like, that's, what, that's how he got his chicken and his other animals, is that, like, they licked his hand. They spoke. He's so like, you are mine. I owe you. <laughs> the contract is bound. <laughs> the king tells his daughter about the, the promise he made. Uh, to Hans my Hedgehog, and how he, he tricked him. Does he twirl his mustache that he almost certainly has? He definitely has a mustache, and he also definitely twirls it <laughs> and makes a dark laugh. The princess is very pleased to hear this because she wouldn't have gone with him anyway. Uh, later, <laughs> a different king gets lost in the forest. What are they doing? <laughs> She's just wandering this forest. <laughs> what is through this forest that they're trying to get to? As far what? As a hedge... Man and a lot of pigs and donkeys. What in this forest can tempt a king? <laughs> he must have set up shop, like, right next to... Okay. <laughs> he just he switched the bathroom here, signs, and <laughs> the king one points to the forest. So <laughs> <laughs> well, this different king also hears the music, does the same deal with the, the servant, and gets the same contract with Hans, my hedgehog, but this king is not a dick, so he writes the actual contract, oh. or else he just doesn't know that Hans, my it's hedgehog, just, He just doesn't read. think. He gets the, Hans gets the contract that he wants. Yes. Then the king goes home following Hans's direction, and uh, his very beautiful daughter greets him. I guess Whoa. the other daughter was just average looking. His he, bodacious daughter. Yeah. His <laughs> babelicious daughter. <laughs> And he tells her about Hans my Hedgehog and the promise that he made and apologizes for doing it. And then puts her in a sack. <laughs> and she promises, she's not thrilled by this, but she promises that she'll go with Hans my Hedgehog because she loves her father a lot. Meanwhile, Hans my Hedgehog fills the whole forest with pigs. <laughs> not, not donkeys. <laughs> Does he just have like a dump truck? I'm imagining, I'm imagining him sitting like up in a tree branch. And the rooster spreads its wings, and just pigs and farm ball. animals just rain down from from the rooster's impressive wingspan. Like See, while, like head, while he's casting a spell on his bagpipes. In my head, I had like a montage going, like a factory montage of him just dumping pigs with a dump truck, and like conveyor belts going, and powerhouse playing in the background. <laughs> Pigs just boned a lot. Uh, donkeys are never so he, mentioned. He so he didn't. He didn't have any hand in this. No, he just watched them from a tree for how long? <laughs> how how long quickly do takes... pigs reproduce? I'm not sure, but are these they half do. Pigs have rabbits, but they do have a lot of piglets in one litter. Or do pigs have litters? I think it's a litter. Okay, well they have a lot more piglets than donkeys have donkey donkeylets. <laughs> donkeylets. <laughs> so... Oh, no. <laughs> then all his donkey population went extinct. 
to feed the pigs. He's playing a weird, like, Age of Empires type <laughs> RTS or so, something. Oh, he's just like... He's exploring the surrounding territory yeah. with, with farm animals, <laughs> the way you do in Age of Empires. Right. That's where he knows... I how he pigs. knows where everything is. And on the mean, in the meanwhile, like, while they're walking, they're just dropping baby pigs behind them like a breadcrumb trail. Because <laughs> they can do that. So once the whole forest is filled with pigs, uh, Hans my Hedgehog sends word to his father to empty all the stalls in the village to where, I don't know. Is this like the movie or the scene in a movie where you turn the lights on in the basement and the floor starts moving because it's all rats? <laughs> <laughs> you just walk into the forest and it's all like pink bodies moving around. Like, what does filled mean in this context? <laughs> I don't know. That's what they say. I, is it, I would like the, the pigs to have no room to. I'm kind of imagining, and I know this can't be, but I'm imagining like a force field along the edge of the tree line and the pigs are stacked up somehow. Like,. <laughs> Like it is like the like cube of the forest is filled to capacity <laughs> with pigs. Yeah, that's and that's... when and when he disables the forest field, they're, they're just, just gonna, gonna rock it out. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was picturing too. I had a, a vision of like a cartoonishly bulging forest <laughs> with like pig legs sticking out of the brush and stuff. Their faces squished up against yeah. an imaginary barrier, and the the trees are just like creaking slowly. <laughs> All the wi- natural wildlife has just vanished <laughs> in the storm of pig He's bodies. destroyed this ecosystem, <laughs> I'm this, sure. I don't know how he is sustaining this kind of pig population. What, I don't know what they're eating except for the corpses of the donkeys that didn't survive. I mean, I assumed as much. And I guess all the other forest creatures. Yeah. Maybe they didn't flee. Maybe the pigs are feeding on squirrels and deers and wolves. That is quite a pig. <laughs> That's some pig. That is... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for an opportunity to drop that. So he sends word to his father to empty all the stalls in the village because he has a ton of pigs. His father is not happy that Hans, my hedgehog, didn't just die out in the forest. Jeez, man. He left. Um, I hope I hope he comes into town surfing on a wave <laughs> of pigs. They gloss over his entrance so we can assume that yes, that is absolutely what happened. Uh, and the slaughter was so big and loud that it the could be... slaughter was? Yeah, oh. this was a giant whole village hands-on pig slaughter. This was like when people go and try and make the world record-breaking giant pizza. <laughs> so this was... the They were trying to get into the Guinness Book. <laughs> yeah, for pig for slaughter. Pig slaughtering. They did okay. a pretty good job of it, because the slaughter could be heard two hours away. <laughs> Jeez. Two hours away. Yes. Measured <laughs> at what kind of... What... That's what it says. Two hours away. The slaughter could at be what two hours. <laughs> the speed of sound, I guess. That that's impressive. Yes. If it if it is two hours Mach one speed. <laughs> so after they fill their village with pig corpses, Hans, my hedgehog, asks his father to shod the cock rooster again, and then promises for definite this time I'm never coming back. He did. <laughs> he did promise before never to come back. He did not keep that very well. He did deliver. He had a pig situation. An enormous <laughs> load of pigs. As penance. After he gets the cock rooster shot again, he rides into the first kingdom, where the, the dickhole king has ordered anyone with bagpipes riding a rooster to be shot at, struck down, stabbed, and not allowed in. Why Why those qualifications? <laughs> and, one... and not the one where he's half man, half hedgehog. <laughs> the one... Very obvious difference between him and any other living being on this planet. If you see this man, and it's a drawing of a, of a hedgehog, but then with, like, pants on, <laughs> you kill it. S- if you see this pants hedgehog, run it out. Uh, so Hans my Hedgehog is attacked with bayonets as soon as he enters the kingdom, but he flies his rooster over the gates and directly to the king's window. I think this author does not understand how roosters work. <laughs> right, this rooster isn't just trying to hump everything and scream a lot. It's actually useful and flies with the weight of an eight-year-old hedgehog <laughs> on him. He gets to the king's window and shouts into the castle that the king needs to fulfill his promise or he and his daughter's lives are forfeit. By what power, I don't know. By power of pig landslide, I think. By eight-year-old temper tantrums. (laughs) He's just gonna pitch a fit out there. 
till he gets what he wants. And so, for fear of his life and his daughter's life, the king makes the princess go to Hans my Hedgehog. She's dressed up in a white dress, and he gives her a huge dowry and fancy carriage pulled by a lot of horses. So Hans my Hedgehog climbs in next to her, and the king figures, I'm never going to see either of them again. But it doesn't work out that way, because when Hans my Hedgehog gets a little ways out of the city, he pulls off her clothes... Sticks her whole body with quills until she's bloody all over. Tells her, this is the reward for your deceit. Go away, I do not want you. (laughs) And sends her back home, where she lived the rest of her life cursed. Oh. Cursed in what way? The The hedgeman curse. Yeah, uh, she... She wanders back into her kingdom, naked and Acupunctured. full of puncture wounds, bleeding. She's just cursed for the rest How does of that life. perpetuate? <laughs> I don't know. Like, that seems like an easy curse know. to fix. Maybe she's shamed? Like, she can't get married because they assume stuff happened? Because she wanders she's now, back in naked and bloody? She can't get married because she is now porous? Yes. <laughs> You're basically a colander instead of a human, so... So, Hans my Hedgehog, after he's finished with this business, wanders into the Second Kingdom and gets a much nicer welcome with honors and a military escort. Um, Their poster says, if you see this man, throw a party. (laughs) Princess number two is pretty horrified when she sees him, as I think (laughs) most people would be. Like, her dad tells her... What she has to do, and she's like, yeah, okay, Dad, I'll do that. <laughs> and then turns around, and she's like, whoa, shit! Oh, I didn't know it was going to be like this. I'm in too deep. But she welcomes him politely anyway, and they get married. Uh, which was apparently a later addition to the story. Uh, the Grimm's was tossed in because of... Because they love eight-year-old marriage. Of ethical reasons. Because the next thing is, they're going to bed together. Gotcha. So the grooms wanted to make sure that you knew that before this abomination bedded this woman, that it was right in the eyes of God. They were in fact <laughs> married. Yes. So that and was after a, that, a later addition for ethical concerns. And after that, they had the all clear. Yeah. Right. So it's, the green light. They just say it's time for bed, which I'm choosing to interpret as consummating time. But she is afraid of his quills. Yeah, I would be too. Understandably, I think. He reassures her that she's fine. He won't hurt her. And then he asks the old king to have four men waiting outside of the door and to make a large fire. Hans, my hedgehog. (laughs) Build a large fire. No, no, don't worry. I'm not going to hurt you. Don't don't ask about what happened to the other woman. (laughs) Hans, my hedgehog, explains that he's going to take off his hedgehog skin after going into the bedroom, and then they should immediately run in, pick it up, and throw it into the fire, and stay watching it till it's completely consumed. His hedgehog skin. He's gonna. Yes. He's it, going, I am on the same. He's page. going to shed it. He's gonna take it off in some way. He's like a business suit. And just unzips. Okay. He's a real boy the whole time. Okay, but the verb they used is take it off. Yeah, I can reach or something similar. Yeah. Okay. Just, he's gonna remove it. He's okay. Remove his hedgehog skin. Just, just pop that bad boy off. Right. They specify that the clock strikes eleven. Sure. And he goes into the bedroom and takes off. Does he wait? Is it like 10.52 and he just stands there for eight minutes until it strikes? And watches it the and then walks while in. While these incredibly uncomfortable guards he stands there are gathering for eight the materials to pay monster. tribute to his eight years <laughs> of total motionlessness. And now he's an eight-year-old bridegroom ready to get his consummate on. This is a really awkward story when they... Don't pay attention to their timeline. Yeah. Unless he was We don't in know the how long it or... took to fill the woods with pigs. <laughs> That's true. He could be 13 by now. It could have been decades. Yeah. He's 36. <laughs> uh, now I'm picturing him as like a, like a, grizzled, <laughs> a, a grizzled war hedgehog. I, I'm picturing that his legs grew like normal, <laughs> but he still has a hedgehog-sized body. <laughs> Oh, Which that's is like so upsetting. Big muscular legs on the bottom. I might have to draw that. I feel like we need to draw a few interpretations But his, but his body is still just hedgehog sized. Like, we, we need a full concept like, art sheet. They grew, like, his body grew like a hedgehog's body would. But sure. that, that, doesn't, that doesn't scale with human size. No, not at all. <laughs> Clock strikes 11, he goes into the bedroom, takes off the hedgehog skin, and tosses it by the bed. Uh Uh-huh. 
what's underneath. The men rush in, grab the skin, and they throw it in the fire, wait till it's consumed. Is he just a black hole underneath? What is going on? (laughs) What remains? As soon as it's consumed, he's redeemed in the shape of of a human. Was he just legs up until that point? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what They're did really, he do I, that required redemption? He, he, I, he bloodied a woman for her father's actions. Because her father was a dick. I don't know. I feel like we're missing some stuff. We are missing a lot of backstory. Uh, but he's redeemed in the shape of a human. But he's black as coal, as though he was charred, because his skin was thrown in the fire. So the king washes him with good salves and balms, and then he becomes white and is a handsome gentleman because casual racist. Why did the king wash him? Uh, oh, come here, good boy. And that's and that's the end. No. Oh. It is not the end. <laughs> oh, okay. So it sounded the, like an ending. The princess is thrilled by her hot new husband, and they have a meal and they celebrate the marriage for real this time, because it was, I guess, just a lackluster. Just a sham. Is he, yeah. s- is he still eight? I don't... We're well, not sure. Okay. And Hans, my hedgehog, inherits the, the kingdom from the old king, because as soon as you're by married force. in fairy tale land, you're now... A king. The reigning body of a kingdom. <laughs> they have kind of an epilogue. It's not labeled an epilogue, but... I'm choosing to interpret it as this, one because some years happens later, after the credits. Another time skip. Yeah, there's a time skip. He goes with his wife to his father and says, "Hey, I'm your son." And his father says, "I don't have a son. I I did have one, but it was half hedgehog, and it just wandered off into the world." And Hans, my hedgehog, says, "Hey." It came back one time with pigs and then left again. <laughs> it was weird. I don't know what was up with that. <laughs> I know. I was about he just to wandered say. In. He just wandered in with pigs and then he left again. All forest full. <laughs> Said, hey, everybody, grab your... The slaughter was cacophonous. (laughs) It was a nightmare. And then he just left again. I think it was a fever dream. (laughs) My hedgehog says, it was no fever dream. I'm your abomination, son. And the father rejoices and goes back with him to the kingdom. The end. (laughs) Right. About this story. It is all question. The most immediate one, why did the pigs matter at all? Uh, why was that important? I, I guess if we delve into symbology, pigs in Germany represent good luck. So he just had a forest full of that that he created himself by setting them to bone each other. Now bear with me, because okay. I'm going to go down a road. Okay. Okay. But I am going to link the pigs to his Beauty and the Beast-like transformation at the end of this. Okay. okay, I'm curious to see how you manage that. I think he was collecting pigs to get luck, like to gain luck in a ritualistic way. He was conducting a spell on himself by just rolling around in pigs, just existing in pigs. Like he was suspended in pigs. <laughs> Is he, like, soaking in luck? Exactly. And when he had drained them and had no more use for them, he sent them to the slaughter. (laughs) And then went to exact his revenge on the first kingdom and then become a man (laughs) at the second kingdom. And how did that enable him to become a man? Just by sheer luck and force of will. (laughs) And force of pig boning. Yeah. That would... At least explain why he didn't just take off his hedgehog skin during the eight years where he lay neglected by the stove. And just craved bagpipes. What? Yeah, the bagpipes <laughs> are another thing that just don't enter into this at all. They're not important. All th- what they do is they attract kings. Because the kings I here guess. don't use Is that it. part of the spell? Maybe. Maybe is that's he luring he... them in? He's a siren for kings. <laughs> a weird half-hedgehog rooster riding siren. <laughs> bagpipe playing siren, because bagpipes are known for their siren-like qualities. This is true. Yeah, it just seems like there are a lot of things that are not super relevant. Is this a coming-of-age story? An insane uh, one. <laughs> what was the Arn Thompson type again? Uh, 441, which is either an enchanted skin or hog bridegrooms, which does not aid us. Um, it 
both of those things did happen, but right. I feel like that is not the crux of the matter. There is a, there is a much a much different heart to this story <laughs> that is not encapsulated in its Somebody title. at the Arne Thompson Institute read the cliff notes of this story yeah, I think before they, making that classification. They did not... <laughs> Hedgehog, bridegroom, whatever. They did not encapsulate what's going on here. A true spirit. Um, like every, why did he punish that woman? I don't know. She didn't make... To his knowledge, she made no choices. Her only unredeemable Remind- quality is saying... Hey, I'm real glad you didn't marry me off to okay, an abomination say, you met in the woods. I feel like it was on the king. Right. Sure. Right. King King Forgery wandered to her. And is that said, his name? King uh, Good King Forgery. Or King Dickwad. Bad King Forgery. <laughs> told her how he tricked Hans by just writing the opposite of what Hans wanted on this contract. And she was grateful to him. But I don't feel like that's necessarily... I mean, it's not the best quality. If she were the upstanding citizen this fairy tale wants you to root for, she should have said, Oh, father, you should have told him the truth. And I'm gonna go live with him. Um, but I will defy your will. <laughs> but the more human response, I think, is... Is, thank God I don't live with that hillbilly <laughs> hedgehog thank out you. in the forest. Yeah, thank you, Father, for not signing me away to a mutant abomination that <laughs> plays bagpipes in a tree surrounded oh, I, by pigs. Thank you, King Father. I'm really glad that my life hasn't turned into the hills have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that about you. Because that's, that's also a huge price to ask for for... Hey, can you give me directions to my kingdom? Like I'm in a forest and I want to not be. Cause, like, imagine if you you drive by someone at the Sitco and you're like, hey, um, I can't find this particular building in Atlanta, and they're like, well, I know the way, but you got when, a daughter. But yeah, I expect marriage in return for the directions. Uh, I think I think if you wander around Little Five Points for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> You can find you can that stumble across that. Find someone who will give you directions in exchange for their daughter. Yeah, I, I don't think that'd be too hard to find. I, just, I still think it's a high price to ask for for pointing the way. It is. Because he but doesn't I... even need them. He's just like, that way. And they have to take it on faith that this hedgehog man knows where things are. Especially yeah. since his first his first demand was a bagpipe. Like That <laughs> escalated quickly, his, his desire for things. Well, now that I have bagpipes, I need a human woman. But he didn't know it would be a human woman unless he is clairvoyant. I mean... In some way. Obviously he is because he enacted revenge on this person. Right, and assumed that that the king's daughter is what he's owed. The only difference between the two kingdoms is that the kings had different conversations with their daughters. Like, he went to the first kingdom first. The second kingdom hadn't held up their end of the bargain yet. Right. No no one had fulfilled the contract. And also, the first king could have easily lied about who the first person who greeted him was. Like, oh, sure. it's the footman. Here's my dog. He was really excited. Here's another pig. Enjoy. Oh, the first person that greeted me was the rising sun. Have, have at it. <laughs> All yours. <laughs> Faithful pet rock. <laughs> so there were a lot of ways. The to... first person, the first thing that greeted me was the gate lifting. Here you go. I'll just get another gate. There are a lot of ways to lie your way out of that. Yeah. And the the king lying on the contract did not come to pass because Hans, my hedgehog, did not say, "Hey, fulfill your contract." And the king goes, "No, no, no." It yeah. actually says. Not yeah, that. that never came back around where he shows him the opposite Read and says, no, print. you don't actually get this. Right. My, I, will, I will call my lawyers in to explain <laughs> this to you. No, Hans, my hedgehog, just flies up to his window and threatens murder if he doesn't get what was verbally promised to him. It's king. weird that the king buckles immediately. He does. Yeah, he like, does not put is, up a fight. This is a half... Hedgehog half, maybe eight-year-old boy. On a rooster. <laughs> On a rooster. Just get your crossbow soldiers. King could have just shoved him out a window. Could have. Him and his rooster. But yeah. he couldn't. Roosters then don't he just fly that well. Fly. Apparently this one does. He got the one flying rooster. It's all the pig luck. He, he was a mutant hedgehog, and he had a pet mutant rooster. Yeah. He's... Part rooster, part eagle. How would they shod that rooster? That rooster shouldn't be able to walk after having... Yeah, what is the deal? it doesn't. It flies everywhere. Mail what is the deal with that? 
Because horses get shod because they their hooves are basically thick fingernails. I know why horses do it, but why would you do it to a rooster? Because really? he's a sociopath. And why would that <laughs> enhance its performance? Because the rooster would have more things in all of its foot. It yeah, it should weigh it down and make it less good at flying. Right. You should give it steroids if you want it to do more things. <laughs> give my rooster some Red Bull, then I'll be out of your hair, Dad. That's how it got wings. Wouldn't it already have wings? It got more wings. What it happens? Got, it got what, effective wings. What happens if you have wings and then you drink Red Bull? You get double they, wings and yeah. then you get double you the get, flight power. Do you get a second pair or do the ones you have just get better? No, Both. I think you get... So the ones you have become more effective and then you get it becomes like one and a half wings yeah it's, okay. it sprouts an extra and then if you drink another wing. one same thing yeah uh, yeah it doesn't grow the half wing it just adds another wing so it gets exponentially smaller <laughs> okay uh, i don't like that visual at all <laughs> there's already one abomination why not keep adding just another horrible genetic mutation <laughs> Okay, so this is kind of a coming to age, maybe. Is it? I don't know. He didn't learn anything. He didn't. No one learned anything. No one grew. He literally grew. He did, but he didn't grow inside as a hedgehog person. Do you have to do both? Can't it be one or the other? Apparently not. What is this teaching to people? What's the theme here? Other than, I guess, don't lie to hedgehogs or your daughter will become a colander full of blood. And Not full of blood. Colander of blood, blood would be a good metal band. Colander of blood. A bleeding colander person naked wandering that's, through the woods back to your kingdom. That's a less good metal band. That's a weird Google search. I'm sure it's been made. Colander blood naked. And then Seth too. <laughs> colander blood naked. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a keyword for you. <laughs> That would be a great thing to be at the top of your Google Analytics. Yeah, yep. kind of a KPI. Can you, <laughs> can you get out of that? Most people found us through the search term "colander <laughs> blood naked." I mean, you know, if they did, they're the people that we want to find us. I think <laughs> that's our target audience. Yeah, where does mom go? Just hangs she just, out at home. Yeah. Was she tarred and feathered for giving birth to him? They, I mean, she <laughs> she's was never still mentioned around after that. Yeah, she was just. Oh, upset. was she not mentioned after the eight years? No, no, she. Oh, well, no, she was because she ordered meat. Uh, yeah, yeah. So after so no. that, though, it says Dad goes to the kingdom with him. What does she do? Her, yeah, she, she chills. She, she doesn't matter. Her <laughs> only, she just kicks it at home. Her only role in the story is to birth an abomination and crave a, meat. Be upset at her husband for this, give it a name, and then later ask for meat and bread and stuff in the house. That's yep. it. That's her whole role in his life. She can't nurse him. Tries. Basically, I don't think she did. <laughs> she just says can't. No, not this one. There are quills. He doesn't have any siblings, so they never try again. Although I guess that's fair, because... Why the, would you? After the one abomination. Man! Like, man, my ovaries are up to no good. We're not going to try that again. God, that must have been awful to actually birth. Yes. She might not be able They didn't... They to never explained no. the conception. They did. He was a wish baby. <laughs> he was... Uh, I think he's we're assuming a, he was a wish he's baby. He's a stupid wish baby, but he's a wish baby nonetheless. Because nothing says wish fulfillment like, here's everything you hope for, he'll die in a year. <laughs> this is a... Okay. That's the opposite of Hans, my hedgehog, because they got, here's nothing you wish for, he will never die. He is, <laughs> he is eternal. Hans, Hans, my hedgehog. <laughs> Immortal. <laughs> eternal. Don't feed him. I don't care. He's eternal. There are only two redeemable characters in this story, and that is Good Kings. Are those <laughs> redeemable? Are they even characters? They're really more background. I like them the best. Okay, well, then three. Pigs as a unit. The Good King, who is honest and fulfills his promise and shows his appreciation for the hedgehog's good Google Maps skills. <laughs> With military honors and a party, essentially. And a kingdom. And princess number two, who in spite of her abject horror upon viewing this abomination... This eight-year-old monstrosity. Still agrees to get yeah. married to it. Those are it. Father is horrible. 
I'm angry because peasants are poking fun at me for not birthing some kind of child. So I'm going to wish for a hedgehog, be pissed off when I get half my wish and then half of a real baby, and then wish for it to die after neglecting it by the stove for yeah, that eight seemed, years. Yeah, that seems like a glass half full situation. You said you didn't care if it was full hedgehog, but it's only half hedgehog. But when it becomes half hedgehog, it's an issue. Yeah, you got halfway there. Right, you got half you hedgehog got, like, and half real baby, which full is your Full 50% better. Assuming, what? like, presumably. Yeah, if, if baby is ideal and hedgehog is the settling point, this has been way better. Like, halfway there should be okay. You guys should know at this point that my brain goes to weird places when we do these <laughs> discussions. Does it? Uh-huh. Yeah. But when you just said, like, you got half your wish, I started envisioning them, like, loving and caring for half of him. <laughs> Like the actual baby half, <laughs> <laughs> not the hedgehog. Right, part. they don't touch the hedgehog part. So they like give they, them diapers. They avoid it, yeah. But they still stuff. they still pamper the bottom. Half it sounds as like, if it were a child. Sounds like a I guess something the, Kafka should be writing. <laughs> I guess the pastor is a a fourth redeemable character because he he goes through with the baptism and doesn't you know drown it. Yeah, um, and he just points out, hey guys, you know. First time parents, I just want to let you know, you're not going to be able to buy a real bed for this thing. Okay, bye. <laughs> Enjoy your newly baptized horror monster. Why couldn't they buy a real bed? His quills would mess Secure it him to it. Yeah, they were going to leave him there <laughs> for Never fall out anyway. of bed. Yeah. So, I don't know. Those quills were a major issue for them, though. See, they could have just put him to bed on his stomach. Hedgehogs aren't that... They're not porcupines. Their quills don't stick in you. People right. have pet hedgehogs. And I've, I've pet they them do. before. They're yeah, not, you can hold them. Yeah. yeah. They won't murder you. They won't... Well, this Only one Only if they jump on your head. Okay, so this hedgehog has to be human-sized. Yeah, actually, have... I was going to say, this story just disproves that sentence that you said. Because hedgehogs can hurt you. Clearly. If, if they're human-sized. Because those quills scaled up. To eight-year-old or older size, I thought, I thought we agreed that the yeah. hedgehog part stayed the same. We've already size. decided. I, I think for the physics of the story to work, hedgehog part has to be human size. Why? Because he pierces the a woman yeah. repeatedly, and with I've, his quills. I've pet a I think, hedgehog, but you can't do that. I think you can. Hedgehog. Clearly, this hedgehog it's, has some kind of higher transformation sequence thing, like. It, it they just can, neglected to tell us that part. It can become a Super Saiyan, is what I'm saying, and those and those hedgehog quails like grow out and they get really spiky. What if he just pushed harder? I just feel like the hedgehog body can't support putting that much pressure. You know, a hedgehog it takes he, a it takes a pound of pressure to break skin, and a hedgehog weighs less than a pound. But he's got the force of the human legs behind him. <laughs> to I think for that to work, he would have to maneuver into a very specific situation. For the, like he's for kick, the force of he's the human kicking legs. off of a tree into her. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be pierce her skin without also squishing his hedgehog. <laughs> I'm imagining... Because I think a pound of pressure would break a hedgehog. (laughs) I'm imagining a full-grown pair of human legs with a tiny hedgehog on top, like running up a tree and propelling off. I'm having trouble getting the connection point between those two figured out. I don't know. It's just it's just like hips and then it and then it a heavily tapered wings. Yeah, yeah, it tapers in very sharply and then it's just spines all over the nose and like little tiny hands. Little tiny hedgehog hands that can play the bagpipes. Okay, so you you have some casting. Thoughts. I have some. I'm gonna need help with the rest. Okay. Well, what do we have so far? Hans, my first pick. And I'm picturing, like, he's going to be... All right, I'll give you two options. You tell me what you want to budget for. Okay. He can either be, like, green screen, motion capture dots for the legs and stuff. For the with legs. Like, with, like, a green screen suit on top like of it. Like, the legs would be easier. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then CGI'd hedgehog body. Um, Done in Alvin and the Chipmunk style. Exactly. <laughs> or we could Jim Henson this. <laughs> Okay. And just make a terrifying half-human hedgehog puppet. Puppet? I was, puppet suit. Is there is there uh, 
the Doug Jones route, or where you, where you create a realistic half hedgehog suit. Well, if it's a human-sized hedgehog, then that would be easy. But if you're going with hedgehog-sized hedgehog cap, it'd be a lot more oh, difficult right. to pull off. Another option we could Harry Harryhausen it, and just stop motion him. He's gonna need a voice actor. Sure. And the first voice that I went to was Tom Hanks. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> just went for Tom Hanks in my head. All right. As this eight-year-old hedgehog boy. I don't know why, but I was thinking Mark Wahlberg. That would work too. About- I really like that now in my head. What about Michael Sarah? Hearing, hearing oh. Mark Wahlberg's always Boston accent. <laughs> yeah. Coming at this hedgehog boy. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Oh, uh, Michael Sarah would be weird if it was just George Michael the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, Evil King Alan Rickman is Evil King. Okay. Hans the Hedgehog's dad is Woody Harrelson. Obviously. That makes sense. <laughs> There's no other choice for that one. And his mom. His mom is just Jennifer Aniston again. Uh, <laughs> I kind of wanted his mom to be someone like Meryl Streep. Okay. Because she gets like two scenes and that's it. Oh, I wanted to do the best job of all the actors in this movie though. Like those two scenes are the most memorable scenes and also the most pointless. Shitty daughter, or not shitty, but Shitty King's daughter. Right. Megan Fox. Colander daughter. Colander daughter. Good King's daughter, Emma Stone. Did I say Good King yet? No. No. Who can be our Good King? J.K. Simmons is Good King. Oh. In Tenzin mode? Yeah. I assume. Yeah. Not, um... Right. Not Humble. Cave Johnson mode? No. Humble J.K. Okay. Who else do we have? Who else needs a part? We have the pastor as a, as a minor part. And all the pigs. Uh, Frank Welker is all of the pigs. There you go. Because he does animal noises. Yep. That's Michael Sarah. <laughs> we can't get him for Hans. We'll get him to be the pastor. No, the pastor is uh, Will Forte. Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> is that everybody for this one? I think so. It's a solid lineup, I think. Yeah. If you could have one cameo among all the peasants who mock Dad Peasant for not being a father, John Cleese. Yeah. Always. Okay. Rob Schneider. No. As a just random peasant guy. No. Kevin Spacey would be an interesting Hans. What? <laughs> just like out of nowhere. Kevin Spacey. Why wouldn't he be one of the kings? Or that. Kevin Spacey could be all of them. See, we're not going to be the hedgehog. That's a that's the best movie. What? <laughs> Kevin Spacey cast was everywhere. Filmed, directed, written, like adapted, produced. and performed, produced Kevin Spacey. So this is his pet so project. He, so he just Tyler Perry's himself. Yeah. That's what he chooses to Tyler Perry well, himself into. What is Hans my hedgehog? What is he busy with right now? Yeah, nothing. He's he doesn't have Other anything going on. That House of Cards show or whatever. That's all I know off the top of my head. He was in Call of Duty, but that's over. He's got time now. His life is a mystery. Yeah, I'm so. sure that was a strain on his schedule. <laughs> Oh, we do need a human Hans. Okay, okay. I, I was just thinking that, and I think I have the solution that we need. Okay. Michael Sarah as human Hans, like okay. human form Hans, okay. still Tom Hanks' voice. <laughs> Tom Hanks doing voiceover and Michael Sarah miming it. Just ADR. Yeah. I, I am now picturing, though, when they say, like, take the head. Or Mark Wahlberg. I'll take either of those. Take the hedgehog skin off. I'm kind of imagining just like a waist-up papier-mâché hedgehog suit <laughs> that he just like lifts yeah, over his head and throws into a corner. It's CG for everything but that one shot when it becomes clearly a suit. But what is he under <laughs> like it before it suit. burns? Because he's not a human before, until it, the suit burns. The skin he's, burns. I think he's a swirling he's, vortex of nightmare he's fuel. He's green screen. <laughs> Like, it's just human legs, and then, like, an abyss, just, like, roiling until a human body forms it's above like, it. It's like that, it's like the Stargate sequence in 2001. It's just, like, colors and shapes. Yeah. Yeah. If you look into it, you, you lose sanity. Exactly. Yeah. It is, it is a cosmic horror. <laughs> the Elder Gods are birthed from it. <laughs> Okay, so what is the moral of this story? Oh, God. 
I, be honest, the hedgehogs, and it will kind of work out for you. Be honest when you wish for things. Because that's what it all yeah, comes back to. Be careful what yeah. you wish for. Literally. Be specific about what you wish for. And, and if you're not serious about it, don't say it out loud. Because <laughs> yeah. it will happen. Especially when you're not serious about it. <laughs> it because will, the universe will spite you. It will half happen. It will half happen. <laughs> the universe is lazy. <laughs> Spiteful, <laughs> but lazy. It <laughs> will half deliver on your bad wishes. But only the bad ones. <laughs> oh, I'm really gonna mess up this guy's day. But it would take a kinda. long time. I'm gonna kinda mess up his day. <laughs> the universe didn't want to get out of bed and only kinda heard what you wished for. Yeah. Hans is not a sympathetic character, though. No, not He's, particularly. He just asks for stuff, demands... Major favors in return for minor favors. I pictured him emotionless this entire story. Oh, yeah. Just completely stoic. Like an unchanging stoic face. I did picture him as very. Give me bagpipes. Like. Give me your daughter. Yeah. You know, unblinking eyes. I could go for. Unblinking, adorable eyes. I could go for Edward James almost as the voice (laughs) of Hans now. Just like very, like very grim and stoic and like low, raspy voice the whole time. But he seriously goes through this whole thing just making demands. He doesn't really do anything kind unless you count slaughtering, slaughtering the whole forest, slaughtering of pigs. millions I mean, of pigs. He does feed that town a lot. I thought it was going to be a situation where he fed them for a year and they were grateful, and he got to come back home. Oh no, his father still wished him dead in spite of pigs, and was still real happy Despite to the gift of a tidal wave of bacon. My my picture was that he would have an army at his disposal. Pig army? Yeah. And then unleash it upon the, the kingdom that wronged him? Yeah, like he, like, <laughs> a shadow is cast over this village, <laughs> and then <laughs> war pigs starts playing, and he just decimates <laughs> this population. I'm sure people died in the stampedes that ensued from that slaughter there's no way that that went smoothly that was a lot of pig flesh to kill and probably some murders yeah just interspersed like oh i can totally get away with it now yeah they just use it as a cover right yeah like it was so cacophonous and like confusing and frenzied that you just got away with murder a really bad superhero movie (laughs) that's the genre that we're dealing with that's the shelf on blockbusters that we put this movie on. Yeah. Like this lone figure in the kind of Robin Hood like in the forest, kind of. Uh defend but, that, sir. I mean, not not in this I don't know. Mostly he's, in that he hangs out in the woods. He's, yeah, he's stealing from the rich and giving to himself daughters and instead no of money. tights. Yeah. Sure, okay, Robin Hood is a bad His merry men are all pigs. <laughs> I think it's. More, I don't buy it. I think he it's hangs more like out a fairy tale his... western. A western. Yeah. He's, In what way? He's the lone ranger, the misunderstood. It's more like Kill Bill. Okay. <laughs> this fairy is very all Kill over Bill. the place. <laughs> his western meets Kill Bill meets superhero origin story. Oh, Tarantino would direct this though. <laughs> yes. Prob- probably. He would be perfect for this. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of genres mashed together. Western superhero, basically like, a cowboy, but with Japanese pigs. action movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's a cowboy, but with pigs. Yes, is he? Yeah, he, he rides off on his lonesome, herding his pig horde. Everybody loves the part of the western where <laughs> they slaughter all of the livestock. I would also take Jeremy Irons as, as the voice of Hans <laughs> slash Michael Sarah later. <clears throat> I'm gonna. How about Clint Eastwood? Also fine. I can see that. <laughs> and that then he... As an eight-year-old. <laughs> then he swears his revenge on the, the rich king fellow who lied to him and stole his woman. He's an anti-hero, for sure. Oh, yeah. There's... Yeah. Okay. In what way is he heroic? Not to drag this on further, but... He's not. He's really. The, he's the truest form of anti-hero in that he's the antithesis to anything <laughs> heroic. Yeah, okay. Well, that was a story. I guess, yeah. Let's do this again, probably next week. 
Yeah, let's step out of Europe again. Oh, thank you. We're going to celebrate Cinco de Mayo with another Mexican fairy tale. I don't know if that's much better, honestly, because <laughs> Greenish Bird was almost as bad as Europe. <laughs> well, we're going to be telling the story of the day it snowed tortillas. Oh. <laughs> so, that sounds pretty great, actually. So, okay. Everyone, grab your margaritas and your... Vaguely offensive, oversized uh, sombreros, and <laughs> we will celebrate Cinco de Mayo in style with a fabulous tale. We'll talk at you next yeah. week. Listen again, because because it'll be it'll be this again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly this. No but, changes. But this time with tortillas. Yes, <laughs> a little Mexican flavor added in next time. Thanks, folks. Have a good one. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.